So this is the fourth class of Family on Mission. It's coming from chapter three of Family on Mission. Um, a few ideas from last week that I'm gonna build on this week. Um, last week I mentioned that God is communal in his nature, and so he uses us in a communal way. And one big point that came out of last chap the last chapter was, Mike says that extended spiritual families with a mission are God's methodology for accomplishing his mission in the world. Um, so last week, someone shared how in a different, how in different phases of their life, they needed different things from the church. And this was a reflection they had. And this person asked how Mike Breen might say that missional communities uh, relate to this. So that, I didn't know this when I, when he asked me that question, I didn't realize, but one of the first things that Mike mentions in the start of this chapter dovetails really nicely into that. He's, uh, Mike Breen starts early on in the chapter, says, when we talk about family in this book, we are including every human being, not just married people with kids. Family on mission is for single people, married people, kids, adults, empty nesters, everyone. When we talk about being a family on mission, we believe it's something we are all called to participate in. So Mike believes that the extended spiritual family on mission is a vehicle that applies broadly to the Christian life. Um, it basically, what he would say, I think, is that um, whatever stage you're at, you have a place to plug in and a place to serve and be served within the missional community. And I think Mike would say that it's definitely an outlet um, that because God chooses to use people to accomplish his mission through spiritual families, um, and I, I don't want to say that's the only way he uses people. I don't think Mike is making that argument. I think what Mike showed in the previous chapter was just that God over and over and over again uses people within an extended spiritual family to accomplish his mission. So for us as believers, um, regardless of if we are mature or immature believers, new believers, old believers, um, we have a place to plug in and to plug into the community, but also to be useful to God in accomplishing those missions. Um, so, you know, Mike, like I was saying, Mike um, thinks that this missional community or the extended spiritual family on mission applies broadly to Christianity. And um, he also talks about how it's a vehicle that it's a vehicle that has a huge influence on or or has the potential to have a large influence on how we live out the three dimensions of the Christian life that um, we're, we keep coming back to in this book. The three dimensions being our relationship with God, our relationship with the church, and our relationship or our mission, which shorthand for that is up, in, and out. Um, so Mike would say the missional community vehicle has a huge influence, can have a really powerful influence on how we live in those three dimensions. And Mike would say, of course, that we engage, we are supposed to, or we benefit from engaging in those three dimensions communally. Obviously, some of them, well, the one, the inward, or the relationship with the church, we don't have any choice but to uh, relate to it communally. But um, anyway, um, practically, what does that look like? Um, is the big question that we're going to spend actually weeks looking at. 
Um, I think one thing I really like about this book is it's very detailed. It's very practical. So it, it gets in the chapters to come, it becomes very practical in describing um, what, how you live these things out and give practical examples. Um, so right now, I'm kind of comparing what Mike is offering and recommending and what is more common. Um, most, what most churches do and what our church probably does largely is we have a worship gathering on Sunday, possibly a fellowship that you can join during the week, and then our private Christian life. And you basically take what you're learning from church, the worship gathering on Sunday, and from your, you take what you're learning from your fellowship, if you attend one of those, and or your Bible study, and then you apply it through, usually personally, in your relationships. And you try to live out what you're learning in church and maybe Bible study in the world around you. So you basically, you become the vehicle for mission. Um, so basically, um, when you come to mission, when you come to the point where you're trying to make disciples and you want to figure out what that means, um, that has to fall somewhere. And the default is, for most people, the default is you. Um, you through your relationships. Um, so ultimately, you kind of become a hub where you are connecting with church, you are connecting with a fellowship or a Bible study. You may disciple people. You may, um, in the sense that you may invest in people, you may have uh, close relationships with people in your church, um, but you become the hub. And, and then you become kind of the vehicle for mission, your, your relationships in your life. So um, basically, what Mike is saying, and what Mike is kind of trying to show us, is how the missional community is a different kind of vehicle, and it can, um, it has a different relationship to the up and the in and the out life. And I think the big point is that he believes what Mike is really trying to show us is that this the vehicle of the missional community he would argue does everything really well. It does up really well in discipling people. It does in really well in creating close-knit relationships within the missional community or the extended spiritual family on mission. And it does out really well. So that's, that's a big pivot. And it's maybe easy to miss, like, well, how is that a big difference? But that's, you know, we're going to spend a couple weeks actually looking at some of the practically how that might be different and how you might live in a missional community. But um, I'll spend a little bit of time maybe trying to flesh some of that out. This may be helpful. This may not be that helpful. But so um, how is a missional, living in a missional community different? Well, one thing might be that, like Mike and Sally said, their model that they, when they kind of shifted away from, um, when they shifted to the missional community model, let's just say, so not to rehash too much history there, but when they shifted to the missional community model after uh, like 15 or 10 years in ministry, um, that all started with them inviting people into their lives. And what they did is they invited their, their Christian friends into their lives, into their family. Um, and they 
they gave examples of like meals and hanging out and going out for coffee and watching soccer games and all sorts of stuff, um, helping put the kids to bed, folding laundry. They just invited them into everything. Um, so that is the spiritual family piece. It, you know, it's, it's, that can be, that is a huge thing to unpack what it looks like when you invite people into your lives. It's huge. Um, I know one of Mike Breen's um, books opens up with this idea that he believes that when we get to heaven, one of the questions God will ask us is, who did you invite into your life so that they could follow you as you followed Christ? Like, do you, who do you, who have you given this kind of access? So for Mike, it's a huge part of his ministry model. There's a large potential impact there for opening our lives up like that to other people. So it's a spiritual family piece, you know, the spiritual family thing and, and how that interacts. That's one difference. Um, but it's also a spiritual family on mission. Um, so it, the missional community can, it's more portable, I would say. Um, going back to the example of um, when the vehicle is church or you and the, the vehicle for discipleship, when you want to go on mission, if you have church or a Bible study in yourself, um, you, a lot of times people are left with kind of two options. Um, they can go to people or they can invite people to church. The missional community is different. It's, it's a family. Family can go places that a church can't. Um, families can go to the park pretty easily. Families can have someone over for, families can have a party and invite people over pretty easily. Um, so the spiritual family kind of operates in a different space than churches. And, um, when in, when in joining in a spiritual family, you have an opportunity when you're a spiritual family on mission to engage in mission in a totally different vehicle than just you by yourself, right? You're doing it with a group of people. So that, that's a totally different thing to consider and to kind of take a look at. And we will, we'll take a look at that some. Um, but I did want to kind of highlight that that is, that's a big pivot in Mike's teaching um, that we need to consider. Um, if you miss that, you kind of miss the, you know, the bulk of what he's trying to get at. So um, anyway, um, so I'm just looking for my place in my notes here. Um, basically from there, um, you may say, well, this shift to the spiritual family, it's a big, sh it, it could be a pretty big shift, you know, trying to reorganize our lives, our Christian life around this new vehicle, the missional community where we do up. Now, by the way, you don't throw out, we're not throwing out church. We still have a worship gathering on Sunday. Um, you still have that. But the missional community starts really, a lot of your upward focus on God, your inward focus on each other, and your focus on mission is done within the missional community. Because, like I said, it's portable, can go places. Um, it's a great environment. Mike says it's a great environment for discipling people. You invite them into your spiritual family. You invite them into your life. It's a great place to stand shoulder to shoulder and, and for this person to learn from you. And then you can go places together and you can engage in, in the mission, the, the mission that Christ left us together as a spiritual family. So that's a huge restructuring or it's a huge reorganization if you start to kind of like unravel what that means and to look at that. Um, so it's a pretty big shift. And one thing I want to say is if, you know, the church, the church in general as I understand it and everything I've heard is people are, do 
admit that it's, it's very difficult. We're having a hard time learning how to make disciples. So one thing to consider is, you know, maybe this is a big shift. Maybe, you know, even though this is maybe out of left field or um, seems maybe unexpected that a missional community could be an answer to a lot of the questions, um, I think it's worth looking at because maybe it is a big shift that we need. Um, and I think that would make sense concerning how hard a time people are having both in up and in and out in connecting to churches and the difficulty people are have people the difficulties that people have growing in their faith and the difficulty people have growing in mission i think it's very possible that we are missing something um missing kind of like a big piece um and so anyway acknowledging that this is a big thing but i think worth considering so um from there kind of getting back to where mike was in the chapter on family um, Mike does a little bit of cultural analysis and just talks about how right now what he sees in the culture is people are actually really looking for the extended extended family. People um, are looking for deep, rich relationships in a deep, rich network. Um, people, you know, there's a lot of people who are, you know, culturally, I've heard a lot of people talk about how it's hard to make friends and people are flaky. And um, so that perhaps all could all very well be true. But I, I do think that um, there, people are looking for um, people. There's a belief in, you know, the richness of community and building community. And it's something that people are looking for. Um, I know for myself personally, I have a sense. I, I think I connected with this chapter on a gut level. I definitely agree that I'm looking for uh like, or I should say, I definitely believe that I want to have a, a connection or a, have good relationships with people that are outside of my nuclear family. I definitely see that need. Um, and, in, and I think I'm looking for that kind of, of a connection. So um, Mike basically goes on to say that um, the extended spiritual family is God's answer to that cultural longing within our culture. Um and, you know, Mike kind of refers to, though I like the way he put it. He said, um, people are looking for a sense of family within a larger extended family um, that also works for something greater than its own survival. So um, basically people are looking for not only, and again, not everyone, but people are looking not only to be a part of a community that lives and works for, um, not only are looking to be a part of a community, we're looking to be part of a community that works for a higher purpose than its own survival. That's a part of something bigger. Um, and um, so an extended family that exists for a mission that is more important than the agenda of any single individual in the family. Um, so one thing that Mike says is family for its own sake is too insular or myopic to carry its own weight. So backing up, I skipped ahead a little bit, but um Anyway, there's this cultural, cultural, culturally, people are looking for um, a network to be plugged into with a sense of family. And then also, um, basically, what is lacking in sometimes is, you know, these these networks need a, a mission. So Mike goes on to say that if the family kind of becomes the end unto itself, or if the network or just the group of friends kind of becomes the end where the goal is just to connect and it doesn't have any larger purpose. Um, what Mike says is 
Family for its own sake is too insular and myopic to carry its own weight. People are longing to be a part of a mission that's worth living and dying for. And out of that mission, they, come, they become part of a family that's worth fighting for. Mission, though, is the integrating principle that binds the family together and makes everything else work. So um, interesting words from a guy who knows a lot more about it than me. Um, um, so basically, now if you think about what I just said, that quote, Mike is basically bridging two big topics. He's bridging community and mission. And the way he's saying that the best way that he says to do that again is through the missional community, missional community, extended spiritual family. So um, if you have been wondering and trying to figure out how do I make disciples, if, if you're wondering, you know, how does the church become the church? Um, how do I engage in the mission of Jesus? If you've struggled to make disciples, one thing that Mike is saying is we engage in this mission. We kind of bridge mission and community in the missional community. And this is a really, a really effective way to do this. Um, so it kind of brings community and mission together. Um, and, and another thing Mike points out is, so you may say, well, so what? People in the culture want to be a part of a network of friends, big, you know, and, you know, just because it's a cultural longing, Mike says, doesn't mean that it's necessarily tells us what, that that longing necessarily tells us what is true. But it's interesting, he says, that the culture seems to be desperate for exactly what God has been seeking to do from the very beginning, gather a family and give them a mission. So that's everything. Thanks.